Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, it's Cheryl Klein here. Today is an extremely exciting and important day. I am so honored to be here with Natalie Singh. She is the Enterprise Channel Director at Microsoft with so much wisdom to share. Thank you, Natalie, for being here. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I've been looking forward to this uh, conversation all week long. So when we were talking earlier, before we get into, you know, some of these gems of wisdom that you're going to share, and if you are tuning in live, be sure to ask questions because I will see them and we will make sure to get them to Natalie. So before we get into it, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? In other words, what's a little bit about your story? Was there anything in your past as a really young person that you know inspired you to greatness or maybe made you struggle a little bit and then emerge as a leader to kind of pave the way for others? Can you shine a little light on that? Absolutely. So first, I come from an extraordinary family and I am extremely grateful for the blessing that I've had with my parents and my siblings who have been at the foundation of my support structure and believing in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. I grew up in upstate New York. Unfortunately, in elementary school, I had some teachers that didn't really buy into my potential and actually tried to hold me back from an education standpoint, especially going into middle, middle school. The teachers actually tried to put me into a, a class that was below my potential. And I had a very, very fierce mother who believed wholeheartedly in not only my potential, but knew my capabilities. So she marched into the middle school principal's office and said, absolutely, this is who my daughter is. This is what she is capable of. And this is the class that I expect her to be put into when she goes into middle, middle school. So that, that helped shape a bit about um, my perseverance and my grit that comes from that level of people believing in me from a family structure. And to this day, anybody who tries to, um, you know, say that, okay, you can't do something. It's the quickest and the fastest way for me to say, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to absolutely dive in. I'm going to work my hardest to make sure that I show up in the right way. I also had a extremely um, supportive and still to this day, just the, the strength um, my sister who believed in me so much and she continues to believe in me and continues to even just push me 
to say, okay, well, why can't you do this? And and so between my mother, my father, my sister, and my brother, they've they've just been that foundation that is that has kept me going. And um, I wouldn't be where I am right now without them. Okay. Well, I would like to invite you to share this interview with them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times we don't share those sentiments with the people that matter with us. I'm sure you do, but they'd probably be thrilled to know that those sentiments are reaching a lot of people. Um, and so I want to ask you a follow-up question to that because, you know, not everyone has that support structure. And so how do you, how important do you feel it is for emerging leaders, for women coming into the workplace, especially women who, you know, sit on the margins or feel like they sit on the margins and they just don't have that support structure? How important is it for um, women and all other female leaders, but also male allies to step in to that role and really seek them out? And, um, you know, be very proactive about how they're going to nurture and empower those future leaders. It is so critical. And I would say to any listeners that are out there, find those people. Find those people that will be your support system, that will speak truth to you, that will encourage you that will help you see the potential in yourself that right now you may not be able to see in yourself. Um, it's absolutely critical to have those people that are involved in your life and not just the observers of your life. And if you need somebody to provide some encouragement, reach out to me. I will be that encourager for you if you don't have anybody in your in your uh, tribe right now that's that's propelling you forward. Yeah. I believe that much, that much, I believe in it. Yeah, and I really honor and appreciate that you say that. There's also um, a group which I believe you're a member of, my uh, group in LinkedIn called Fearless Female Leaders. And so yeah. there is definitely an open invitation for women to join that. And I also say women and really courageous male allies because um, I think it's Jim Rohn that says you are the five people that you spend the most time with. And I, I want to really emphasize your sentiments because not just as um, it's not just important for us to seek out people, but also for leaders to seek out people that have potential that you see that hope in, you see that future leader in, um, and really push them, you know, and really encourage them to maybe do something that might be not comfortable. And because I think uh, at least out of all the high performers, whether they're Olympians or some of the top, you know, titans in business that I've had the honor of working with, you know, um, such as leaders like yourself, you know, they've always been pushed at one time or another where it's uncomfortable. They're like, oh, I'm not quite sure if I'm perfectly qualified. I'm not quite sure if I can pull this off. So, so important. That point that you bring up is so important because a lot of times or most times there are inspiring people in our lives that believe in us before we believe in ourselves. So thank you for bringing that up. Now, 
you know, going forward, as far as, you know, your mission, what is really important to you right now? And, you know, the title of this is being a visionary during disruptive times, because obviously for more reasons than the pandemic, we're coming off a pretty crazy 15 months, uh, continues to, you know, there just continues to be some, um, you know, I'm trying to think, be like, not talk about it too much, but we talked a little bit about before we came on live. It's just um, some unfortunate things going on um, in in the world. And so it's really refreshing to hear that you are a visionary, you are hopeful. But before we can be a visionary, we need to really take care of ourselves. And can you talk a little bit about why that's important to you and um, you know what you've been doing and what advice you can give others? Yeah. Now, more than ever, it's been reinforced in me over the past couple of years, but it's been a journey that I've been on for many years, taking care of your mental health, taking care of your mental well-being, being mindful, creating the space for you to be able to deal with your emotions in a way where you're responding to life instead of reacting to life, creating the space for you to be just overall healthy, whether that's taking time to exercise ever since the pandemic, started uh, every Sunday, um, go out and do a another beautiful, we call it another beautiful Sunday walk, even in the winter time when it was cold as anything out there or in the summer when it was when it was over 90 degrees, just getting out, getting that that fresh air, getting that exercise, building that community, being part of the community, it's so important taking that time to we can we're all I'm on back to back video calls all day long, all week long. And there are times when I will just take a break and I will go and do something that allows me to be mindful allows me to come outside of the situation that I'm in, the meeting that I'm in, the level of frustration so that I can be grounded to show up to the next meeting and be fully present and be aware of what's happening in the conversation, as well as being aware of what's happening in my mind and body that's allowing me to think and be creative and be strategic and uh, have those visions for what do we need to do next to succeed both in business and as you're helping other people manage and maneuver through the craziness and the disruptiveness of this world that we're living in right now. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, it's incredibly important to take a pause from a physiological standpoint, not to like geek out and bore people too much with this, but 
if we're in back-to-back meetings that are nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, you know, and so on till the end of the day, our brain requires an immense amount of glucose. In other words, it's kind of the same reason why you wonder why you're tired if you go on a long driving road trip without stopping. Um, It's because thinking all day requires an immense amount of energy. And if we don't take that break, and like we were talking about before we got it, don't take the break to catch up on your email, but um, take the break to close your eyes, to take a drink of water, to move around in a way that's safe for you. Um, And just move your body and just close your mind down and kind of breathe and focus on that breath and then set an intention for going into the next. But if you can have those on the quarter hour rather than on the hour or something like that. So that's so much more productive in that people think that it's like, okay, well, if I just get through all of these meetings, if I just sit through and just work and crunch this out, then, okay, that's productivity. But it's bringing in those moments so that you can actually show up as your best self is what's helping build that productivity. Yeah, definitely. And just so to back you up, there's research says we can only really think very productively for around 52 minutes, and then it's all diminishing returns. So if we're going to try and crank it out for five hours or three hours at a time, it's actually going to take us longer to do less work, and you're going to be less present in that work. So I can back you up 100%. So take a break, uh, recharge, set an intention, and just get after it. So that's so important. And then what about, you know, it's interesting because when we got on, I'm like, well, can you can you be transparent and share some, you know, some point in your history and just be vulnerable, you know, and share with you, maybe when you crashed and burned and, you know, just so we know that you're a real person and how did you recover? And you're like, well, it's more doing that on a daily basis um, and minute to minute and hour to hour and day to day rather than any, you know, big situation that happened. So I'm actually really appreciate you bringing that up. And is there a moment that you can share or an hour or a day where you just kind of went off the rails and how did you kind of get back into the zone, so to speak? So last Friday, I took the day off, which I had scheduled the day off because I've been trying to be more intentional around building in mindfulness days into the schedule so that I can create the space to recharge myself, recharge my batteries. It came on the heels of what was an incredibly busy week with back-to-back meetings and requests and escalations and just a lot going on. So by the time Thursday came around, I was so just exhausted and done that the the level of gratitude I had for my Friday, which Friday didn't turn into a do nothing day. It turned into the get all the stuff done that I would normally try to cram in on the weekend. But it was such a breath of fresh air and that opportunity to say, I chose me, I prioritized me, I put 
my health, my well-being, my mental state of being first and made it a priority. And there was something in that that just gave me this burst of energy that I could go into the weekend with because it was a choice that I made when I could have just worked. I could have just said, okay, no, I can't do it because there's so much that's going on. There's so much happening. And I find myself now building in those, what I'll call mini choices of, okay, I'm going to stop working right now at, you know, six o'clock because at seven o'clock every week day, I'm exercising in our virtual family exercise uh, thing that we have every, every weekday. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrupt that because this is, this is family time. This is time for us to get together, to talk about what's happened in our day, to talk about life, to just recharge, to connect, to build that community. And that is going to help build that well-roundedness in myself, which is going to allow me the next day to show up and be completely present for everybody that I need to be present for and to really be, to continue to be productive. So it's those mini choices that I find myself making that then enables me to not have things snowball into a big crisis moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely for sure. And let's talk a moment about permission because mm -hmm. I know, um, you know, a lot of times, well, it might be for everybody, but uh, for, you know, a lot of the women that I work with in teams and, you know, there's a matter of not wanting to let their team down, not wanting to let their spouse down. You know, um, because a lot of times high level executive women, you know, they work a lot and maybe they want some time to themselves, but they want, but they also feel kind of a sense of obligation um, and they not just obligation. They want to spend time if they have a partner, they have kids, they have whatever um, people that really matter to them, but also the permission to be alone, mm. permission to you know, just have some quiet still time where you're in a chair with a book or walking by yourself or so I would like to offer, you know, a challenge that if that is, you know, if, for anyone that's watching, if that is a, a need that you have and you don't have the luxury of, you know, going away for a weekend by yourself or something like that, just start mini like these mini things that you're talking about and be like, so for 10 moments in the morning, I'm going to read a journal in the morning. Or I'm going to take a break in the middle of the day. And I'm going to walk for 10 minutes by myself or what have you. So just raise your level of awareness of what you need. You might need to be around more people. So give yourself permission to have a phone call with a friend and sit and chat and have a glass of wine if you want and catch up or what have you. So I think also permission is a big piece of that that some people might struggle with. Because if you step away on a Friday 
you know, we start to worry about, you know, we're, women are by nature very compassionate and nurturing and intuitive. So we have, it's a good thing to have a big concern about everyone else. But sometimes too much of a good thing isn't always good and it gets in the way of our well-being. So finding that balance, I'm really glad that you, you know, brought that up. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be, you could be doing something else. Like I've I've shared with people, I've turned washing dishes into a mindful moment. Mm -hmm. Some people find it funny or, or, or different, but it, it works. I, uh, between the water and the, the dishes and you don't need a lot of brain processing time to wash a dish. Uh, and so just even spending 10, 15 minutes doing it, I come, I, I can think about something else while, while I'm, while I'm doing it, I can have my creative, uh, time, um, and at the end of the day, I've accomplished something because there's then a whole pile of clean dishes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's really something to that. You know, it might on the onset seem really silly, but there is something nice. So um, about feeling a sense of accomplishment from something simple because everything, like I imagine a lot of the initiatives you're working on, they're very long-term, they're very complex. They kind of feel like they're never going to be done sometimes. And so that can be really satisfying. And that's too. give yourself permission if, you know, if someone offers to help and you don't want their help because you want to be mindful in that moment, just say, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm good. I got it. I'll be done in 10 minutes, you know, and if you need to protect your dishwashing routine, then protect it. Um, So we have one question that did come in. So I'm going to, I'm going to fire that away. It says, this is so good. And this is from Ryan Cardiff. Um, Natalie, how do you suggest entry-level employees can reach out to a potential ally or sponsor at their firm in a virtual environment? Do you Can you shed some insight on that? I would say leverage LinkedIn. I've had a lot of people reach out to me via LinkedIn based on school affiliation, or based on some other connection that we have in common. And I've actually uh, reached out to some folks. Now, make sure if you are reaching out to people on LinkedIn, that you are being very clear and specific around what you're looking for. But that could be one option to build your network and to leverage the network that it, the expansion of the network that you already have. Yeah, and I'm glad that was a great question, Ryan. Thanks for bringing that up. And I think you bring up a point that's really important, and that is be specific. Because mm-hmm. everybody, like you mentioned, is on a lot of these calls all the time, and there needs it needs to be very um, purpose driven and clear and articulate. And so, be sure you know to to listen to what Natalie said and plan that out prior and, you know, let them know why you're reaching out and for what, you know, for what reason. So, of course, I have to ask you a mindset question because being the mental toughness and high performance coach, um, you know, being a woman in technology over the last, um, I'm assuming that you're younger than me. So I'm not going to throw out there how long you've been a woman in technology, but, you know, for the past few years. Um, what mindset has allowed you 
to get to where you are? What mindset has really championed you that you have arrived to the level that you have? It's being open to the possibilities of what can be. It's also the mindset of showing up, doing the work, never being afraid to be the only, but still owning my voice when I'm there and show and speaking um, from my place of, of truth. It's funny, I was uh, I was cleaning up uh, when a room and I ran across this picture from early in my career, uh, shortly after I graduated from undergrad. And the company I was working with at the time uh, ended up, it was an awards program. We ended up uh, going to the Super Bowl. So a few people were selected to go to the Super Bowl. When I looked at that picture, and I haven't looked at this in years, I, to the point I didn't even remember, the picture was so telling because it was all men except for me. <laughs> I was the one woman in the picture holding this football like a baby. I clearly didn't even know how to hold the football appropriately just sitting in this chair and the, the I just started laughing because the it was hilarious to me but I saw on my face what looked like a sense of belonging it didn't look I was sitting in the chair with all of these other men at the football holding that football in the wrong way but I still could see in in that younger version of myself this level of determination. I'm sitting in the group, and I belong. Yeah, and you know what? I well, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. And I want to point out something very important: is that I think it's important for you know female leaders to well, really for anyone, leaders or emerging leaders to decide in their mind if they belong. Mm -hmm. You, in that moment, you decided that you belong. The guys there did not decide that you belong. You you could have, you had a choice to be uncomfortable and feel awkward or to belong. Like, I'm here, I deserve to be here, I earned it. I'm holding the football like a baby, but that's for everybody else to deal with. Um, <laughs> I'm nurturing the football. <laughs> But I'm going to do it in a confident way. Um, so, so I just want to, you know, put on my coaching hat there in a moment, and, and for a moment, and really put—I don't want to say put the monkey on other people's back, but just really think about deciding how you want to feel and deciding if you belong and deciding if you're, you know, worthy of having a voice and um, that type of thing. And sometimes. You know, it's not always that easy. Um, a lot of times it requires uh, some extra tools, you know, but we also had a conversation about confidence is a muscle that can be 
built that can be, you know, confidence can be learned. And you were very fortunate to have that built into who you are from a very young age. But if you didn't, then you can still do, you know, what you, what Natalie did and learn how to build that muscle so you can feel confident and really feel like you, you know, belong. So thank you for sharing that story. And I would, if I could just add one other thing to that, I would also be careful and mindful about self-talk. That would be a big advice for, for everyone. Sometimes if you listen to the words that you tell yourself, in some cases, they may be words that if a friend said the same thing to you, you would question your friendship with that person. So be mindful of self-talk and how you're referencing what you can do versus the limitations that sometimes go into the self-talk that we all, and we all do it. We all do it, but just just pausing and being mindful of how we're actually talking to ourselves. Yeah, and you're basically preaching to the choir because that is just something that's very ingrained in the Limitless Leader program. And so people might conceptually understand that that makes sense, um, but you know, might wonder how to do that. Why it's important. It's important because really want to support what you're saying because the words we listen to the most and if you think that you don't talk to yourself, you do. Because every time we have a thought, it's not just for the people walking down the street mumbling that you're kind of wondering what's going on. But um, we all do it, like you said. And the, our voice is the voice that we've heard the longest because we were born with it. So what we repeat to ourselves over and over, we tend to believe. So if you think, like if you were thinking over and over and over, I don't belong here, the expression on your face would have been very different at that football game. Mm-hmm. But you believed that I do belong here. And so um, it's it's very important for those comments and that voice to be optimistic and compassionate and um, and really positive. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And we talked to you offline a little bit about, you know, we talked a little bit about affirmations that are good, one way that can help you to do this. So in other words, I am confident. You know, I deserve to be heard and that type of thing. But we also had a conversation about these things that, you know, uh, Daniel Pink, who wrote the book To Sell as Human, brought up, and they're called interrogative questions. So rather than um, affirmations, which are really an order that we give ourselves, I am this, I am, they're a declaration. If you can ask a question like, am I disciplined? Do I belong here? You know, and so in the case of the football game, if you said, do I belong here? You probably defend yourself. That's what happens psychologically. We go into defense mode and we think, well, of course you belong here. Look how hard you've been working, you know, and you have that dialogue because when we tend to say a statement in the form of affirmation, sometimes we, it's not so convincing. We don't really believe it. So I really appreciate that you brought that up and maybe, um, if folks out there are using affirmations, they can maybe just switch those to what are called interrogative questions and um, help ingrain that. Because a lot of times, too, the extra bonus of this is that it emits a lot of emotion. 
Yeah. You know, I told you how when I'm out in my office, my husband's out there like, what's going on out there? Um, because I struggle with being disciplined, even being a coach, I have to use all my tools. So I asked myself, are you disciplined? It's like, yes, you wrote a book, you did this, you did that. So I'm in there having like a little mini um, conversation with my <laughs> Um, So thank you so much for bringing that up. Now, as we wrap up, is there a call to action? So in summary, you know, is there something that you would like to wrap up and have people remember, but also kind of drop into their life going forward to help them improve so they can really be a visionary during this disruptive time? Because I really believe voices need to be heard now more than ever, um, especially when, um, you know, there's a raised awareness um, now for, you know, women in the workforce and diversity, equity and inclusion. But I don't think there's as much progress as we would like to see. And so is there some call to action or something that you can leave the listeners with that they can start doing starting today? Absolutely. It's what I remind myself of every day, sometimes every minute of the day. Your voice matters. You matter. How you treat people matters. So honor those choices. Honor the choice to use your voice. Honor the choice in how you show up. And honor the choice in how you treat people, how you respond to them how you react to them, and how your part in how you can make somebody feel. Yeah, thanks so much. Because, um, you know, I was, I was asked yesterday in an interview, what does leadership mean? Mm-hmm. And it really summarizes what you said. I think leadership means to me love because if we can truly love, not in a romantic way, but love the people that we work with, love our customers, because it's a human need to feel cared for and to feel acknowledged. Um, for our teams, that's when people move mountains for you. And for our customers, that's when they're going to trust you and be loyal. And um, it's amazing what happens with profitability as well. So thank you. Natalie Singh for your words of wisdom. Keep up all of your amazing work. Keep inspiring. And I look forward to following you. Thank you.